welcome to Walk Around the Block, where today we've got a little bit of a sugar rush. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing today? Well, it has been a good week around here, but let me tell you, (laughs) it had an ominous start. (laughs) Uh, So we had a busy day. I got home. I was starving. So I was scrambling to make some pasta. My husband was like about 10, 15 minutes behind me. So I was trying to get a jump start on everything. I was going on about something, as I sometimes do. My husband got home. I'm going, <laughs> pasta's done. I throw in some garlic bread under the broiler. I always put my husband in charge of the garlic bread. It's so fast. Like We do like it on the crispier side, but even still, there's a very small margin of error there. So so he watches it. Uh, he takes it out of the oven when it's done, puts it on the range, He has this big glove that he uses. He had it when we got married. I never use it. I'm a little more like reckless, (laughs) I guess you could say. I usually grab a pot holder and kind of like just double it over. I'm not saying it's the best approach, but it's an approach. (laughs) That's just how I've always done it. My husband, though, no, he does not understand that. He uses his big glove. (laughs) Our first house, I remember his glove was in a box that didn't get unpacked for a long time, and he was beside himself. All the time it would come up. Where is the thing I use to take things out of the oven? Anyway, so he gets his big glove. He gets the bread out of the oven. The bread, by the way, looks great. So check. Things are going well. Pasta's done, dished up. So I grab my big knife to slice up the bread. The baking sheet slides a little and I go to hold it still. Only I'm like mid soliloquy still, like da 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 da. I was not the one that took it out of the oven. I did not have my visual cue of a pot holder nearby. So completely did not register that it had just come out from the broiler less than 20 seconds earlier. Of course, I grab it with my bare hand and immediately. Soliloquy slash rant interrupted. (laughs) I guess that's one way to do it. (laughs) Let me just tell you, my middle finger got the brunt of it. I had to sit with my finger in a little bag of ice for probably at least like six hours, maybe longer. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Every time the ice melted, I'd be like, okay, I think it's fine now. And no, it was not. I mean, I was like, this just sums everything up. Like, I can't even think straight. I'm grabbing a sheet pan that just came out of a 550-degree oven. (laughs) I was like, forget it. I'm done. I'm calling a friend and reading a book, (laughs) which I did do. (laughs) It's fine. It did blister over. Um, If I don't think about it, it's fine. But of course, right now, I can definitely still feel it. I'll probably have a little scar (laughs) to go with all my other little kitchen scars. Fortunately, we went up from there. We had some friends passing through that we hadn't seen since we moved, and we were able to meet up with them, which was really, really great. We did have a nasty storm blow in the next day. I think we officially had a tornado watch, but it was a warning in some spots, which means, you know, there was something there. Anyway, it came in quick, like they do, and blew the rocking chair on our porch into the bushes. 
which is kind of hard to do. Like that chair has been banged around a little bit, but it's pretty heavy. And I don't think it's ever actually made it like off the porch, but it was fine. My husband retrieved it. It was fine. The big thing was that the wind was so bad. It took out one of my windsock ghosts. I was like, not the windsock ghost. The weird thing is that it didn't come down during the actual storm. I saw that it was blowing like horizontal, but it hung in there like all while it was gusting. But then I guess the string or like strings multiple gave out and it it came down like four hours later or did it? I was gone for a little bit that night. Like I came back home, walked inside. Everything was fine. And literally five minutes later, my husband opened the front door to put the mums back outside and the ghost was down, which I guess was lucky timing because it would have been gone forever otherwise, but also maybe a little spooky. Maybe I'm just saying, hopefully I'll be able to fix it this weekend though. (laughs) Stay tuned. Um, Okay, so staying on the topic of ghosts and spooky stuff and all things Halloween related, I saw this article the other day. There's this website that does consumer product reviews called Appropriately Reviewed. They're owned by Gannett, so their headlines show up a lot like on like USA Today, probably other places. Anyway, these are people who review things for a living, and they surveyed their staff, almost 50 people on a number of topics related to Halloween candy. So let's dive in, shall we? They started with the best Halloween candy. (laughs) I mean, why not just get right to it, right? (laughs) They had almost 40 options that they gave people. I don't know what they all were, but obviously a good, solid assortment. Third place was a tie between Kit Kat, great option, and the Take 5 bar, I'm somewhat familiar with the Take 5 bar. I know that it's a peanut butter-based candy bar, but I did have to Google to remind myself exactly what was in a Take 5. Maybe you can already rattle it off, but just in case, it's a Reese's branded candy bar with pretzels, peanut butter, peanuts, and caramel covered in chocolate. I mean... I'm kind of like, why have I not had more of these? (laughs) That is kind of a one-stop shop. On a related note, my husband is familiar. (laughs) He is our resident Reese's expert, and he recently tried the Take 5 Blizzard at Dairy Queen. I guess I didn't really dive into the details of that, (laughs) but but he was a big fan. High praise for the Take 5 Blizzard, he says. So anyway, number two on their list was Twix. Twix really is a Halloween workhorse. It shows up in a bunch of different variety bags, a good, solid option. I'm a fan. I'm always down for a mini Twix. Their number one was, any guesses? Traditional Reese's. One of the editors said, it's the best candy. That's why it has about 500 variations. (laughs) There are a lot of variations. Uh, One of the writers said, it even takes the edge off hunger pangs. In a pinch, I can lie to myself and say that since they have peanut butter in them, they aren't 100% trash for my health. (laughs) I mean, I have to say, she does make a point. (laughs) 
Speaking of the roughly 500-ish variations, they did ask their reviewers what form of Reese's was their favorite. I feel like this is a crucial question. People's tastes vary wildly based on the chocolate to peanut butter ratio they prefer. Because you know it's different depending on which one you get. The seasonal ones, the eggs and the pumpkins, those are usually heavy on the peanut butter with like a thin chocolate coating. The mini peanut butter cups, which are my preference, those are like heavier on the chocolate. Overall, the traditional Reese's peanut butter cup, one ounce. However, whatever your preference, maybe this is a little bit of a PSA, there was support for keeping your Reese's products in the fridge and eating them cold, which I would say, yeah, I'm on board with that. Okay, so they did a few categories. First one was chocolate versus fruity. This is a real thing. I really do feel like people really are one or the other. Like for me, no surprise. Given a choice, I will take chocolate. There are fruity candies that I feel like are fine. Like I like them, but I'm not ever like, I want a treat. You know, I'm getting a bag of Skittles. (laughs) The berry Skittles are good, but, but you know, generally. My husband though, like he loves his Sour Patch Kids. The majority was with me on this one. Chocolate was the overwhelming winner, a little over three quarters. They said a lot of people touted the health benefits and explained the scientific reasons behind how chocolate can better fulfill like a craving. One of their editors said, chocolate tells your brain to be happy in a way that no fruit ever can. (laughs) I feel like that needs to be on a bumper sticker or something. (laughs) Okay, on to candy corn. People do seem to be strongly for or strongly against candy corn. I'm sure this will reveal where I stand on the issue, but I do not buy the whole you're eating wax thing with candy corn. Do you remember wax lips? Do you remember those little wax Coke bottle candies? I don't even know what they're called. They usually had like like fruit juice-ish in them. My point is, that is wax. Candy corn is not wax. (laughs) But, but, but they said this. This is interesting. They said that instead of coming down really hard one way or the other, almost half of the people said it kind of fell in the middle. It was this idea that candy corn is, this is a quote, that candy corn is great for about 10 pieces, then it becomes gross. Hmm. Some people said it was nostalgic. One editor said it brings back childhood memories, but then you remember (laughs) that it doesn't taste that great and that there are better candies, which, you know, there are. (laughs) I feel like this is an interesting point, Uh, maybe even revolutionary, though. There might be a point of diminishing returns with candy corn. Like you eat a little bit and it's great, and then it just like hits a point where it stops being as great. Typically, I would tell you that I love candy corn, but I have not gotten a bag of candy corn yet this season. I feel like I need to, and I feel like I will, but I just haven't done it yet. Last year, I had a bag of candy corn that kind of like lasted. It, it like hung out into November. I told my husband, you know, I do like candy corn, but I'm, I'm just like not in the mood for it. I might be a small doses fan of candy corn now. Interesting. 
All right, best starburst color. Pink one in a landslide, almost half. I would say pink or red. One editor said the best thing Starburst ever did was have the favor, favorite, favorite, favored, <laughs> whatever, those bags, the ones with all the red. I completely agree. The orange are fine to me, but another editor said the yellow ones should be <laughs> discontinued. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Those are the ones I give away. <laughs> Uh, on that note, overall candy color, red, over two-thirds had it in their top three. I don't think that's a big surprise. What would my top three be? I don't know. Red, probably pink, maybe purple, maybe orange. Not usually a fan of yellow and green. Unless the green is apple, then maybe I'll allow it. This one is polarizing. Tootsie Rolls. Great or gross? The majority said gross. I wouldn't say they're great, but they're okay. I don't mind Tootsie Rolls. A lot of opinions, though. <laughs> One person said, they remind me of animal poop. <laughs> if animal poop had the texture of a starburst <laughs> and the flavor of sadness. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Another person said, somehow it's a way to make chocolate depressing. <laughs> Quite an achievement. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, on that note, no surprise, more people preferred blow pops to Tootsie Roll pops. Although the argument on the other side is that the gum in a blow pop is not that good, which is true. This is a hot take. What's better, Halloween candy or Easter candy? My love of Cadbury mini eggs is well documented. I would say Easter, but they said Halloween. One person said Halloween has more classics, like more variety. I still probably lean Easter, but I guess that's a fair argument. And instead of ending with the best, they ended with the worst and also the one you would be most likely to trade away. Obviously, to trade it away, it has to have some value to someone else. So one of the options was Three Musketeers, which I can see. Like, it's good, but there might be better options. Someone said he would try to trade four Whoppers, but I could see that going the other way, too. Worst one to me, it's Bitto Honey. Although, although someone did throw out a toothbrush. If you're a dentist and you're handing out a toothbrush, okay, fine. It's a joke. Maybe throw in a lollipop while you're at it. If you're not a dentist and you're handing out a toothbrush, maybe just hit the front porch light and call it a night. <laughs> Although, I guess it's good to know I have options if I run out of candy again this year. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's Walk Around the Block. Follow the podcast on Instagram at WalkTheBlockPod. Subscribe or follow on Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts and leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to all who have left reviews already, and I'll see you next week. Oh,